Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Tuesday, June the 16th. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got a ton of stuff going on today. It's football stuff. You know what? Let me take that back. Let me take that. I'm going to turn this down, and I'm going to let y'all know we're going to say that it's a ton of stuff. It's really not. It's kind of a slow news day. But there is football stuff to discuss. So, of course, we're going to jump in on all of that. we got College Football Hall of Fame, the Pro Bowl stuff, etc. But we will get to that here momentarily. The new website is up. It is live. If there are problems, let me know. But go to winningcureseverything.com. Go check it out. You know, scroll around. See what you like, what you don't like. Give me some feedback. You can always email us, Gary at winningcureseverything.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we're at winningcures. I'm at GaryWCE. Chris is at Chris B. Giannini. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up wherever. And let us know what you like about the site, what you don't like. Obviously, I can change around whatever we need to. Um, but I do want to get some feedback on it. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, uh, it's all right there on the website. So go do us a favor and check it out, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed at all the live locations. The Brown Yeti already jumps in on YouTube. You can subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, that's, that's where the live show goes up every single day. We are rocking and rolling. The chat... You can jump in there. It is at the bottom left of your screen. So go and take a look. Do your thing. Jump in the chat. You guys help drive the conversation every single day, and we appreciate it. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. They are the South's premier sports gambling destination. they got six wonderful, incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. They are open. They are ready for business. And, uh, and we are going to have football, and they are ready to go take your bet. So... Go ahead and check them out, tunicatravel.com, to get all the information about them. And let's go ahead and dive into this stuff. Oh, 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 podcast. Go download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a nice review. Five stars over at Apple Podcasts. You can get it on Spotify, you can get it on Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app is. I personally use Overcast, um, but it's on everywhere. So go check it out, Winning Cures Everything, on whatever your favorite podcast app is. Let's uh let's go ahead and dive in here. Chris, they announced the College Football Hall of Fame ballot for 2021 today. And you and I were trying to figure out the best way to go about discussing this because there are 85 names on the ballot. There are 78 players and seven coaches. And there's really not a good way to do this, is there? Well, it, it, it's hard because... A, the list is too big, and B, the 
criteria for getting in and like how many votes someone has and what it actually takes is too confusing. Yes. And it really bothers me. I'm not a fan. I love Hall of Fames. I like going to these places. I like looking back at the history of the game from the best of the best. I really hate everyone in the Hall of Fame because they all are just such elitist, pompous pricks. <laughs> and maybe they're not. Maybe they're wonderful people, and they just come across that way because yeah. they have arbitrary rules that don't make any sense to me. Well, let's let's talk about the one that, that I was telling you before we came on no. that I feel is a, a major snub, and that's Howard Schnellenberger. Uh, according to the criteria that they have set for coaches, he will never get in. Schnellenberger's yep. 86 years old right now, and, and he deserves to be in. He won Miami's first national championship. He coached with Bear Bryant. Uh, all that. I mean, he built Miami from the ground up. He built Louisville from the ground up. Like, he left Miami after the national championship in 83 and went to the USFL. That league failed. He came back to college. He built up Louisville uh, to the point where they were winning Fiesta Bowls and whatnot in the, in the early 90s. Um, he built the Louisville program up. And then he leaves Louisville, and he goes and he builds up Florida Atlantic. Like, he, he builds teams from the ground up and provides them a foundation. Miami, still a relevant college football team. Louisville, now in a Power 5 league, a relevant college football program. Florida Atlantic, built from a bottom-feeding FCS program up to now. I mean, they've, they've won the, uh, the Conference USA two out of the last yeah. three years. Like, he did some fantastic things in coaching. He deserves to be in, and, and, but he never and you, will be. You and I do this all the time. I fight this fight constantly when they give somebody's entire resume and they say, oh, well, he was only really mediocre. Look at his win-loss record. The dude took over a toilet. Yeah, every place he went, he took over a toilet. Yeah. And that, so you got this rebuilding. You got to have these year zeros that just you just can't use to crush your, your, your resume. Yeah, the, the resume says, or the criteria is that if you're a coach trying to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to have a 600 or better winning percentage uh, over your career. Well, Schnellenberger's is only 506. Not great, obviously, but all of that is weighed down by those early seasons where he was trying to build a foundation, build a culture. Yeah, when he took over yes. really bad teams, and it takes a couple of years, you build the new team, you win, you win at an elite level. You move on to the next job. You yep. rebuild that one. And that takes time. And the crazy thing, had he not taken over Florida Atlantic, um, yep. he would be in the Hall of Fame already. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Had he not taken over Florida Atlantic and done what he did there, you're right. He would have. You got it. So, uh, let's talk about some of the players. I guess the the biggest name on the list is Ray Lewis. And, and we're still trying to figure out how in the world Ray Lewis is not already in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Like we can't figure out the rules about you know your your playing career being over in the NFL and how many years after and da da da. Now it could be like there is a clause in here about being a good citizen and whatnot. So obviously Ray Lewis had the uh, the legal incident uh, regarding the Super Bowl. The murder charge, you mean? Yeah, I was I was going to stray away from it, but yeah. I mean, I mean, you're saying There's, it like he got caught with a dime bag of weed. Which no, for it was a murder charge. Folks, a dime yeah. bag is what it used to cost $10. <laughs> it don't feel used to be. anymore. Uh, the Brown Yeti jumps in on YouTube said, just make your own Hall of Fame. That's what I do, and he definitely makes mine. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, we maybe we should do that. Maybe we should have the Winning Cures Everything Hall of Fame. I, hey, just put it on the website. Like, every year we set our own list of criteria, which will be very minuscule, and we'll just decide who deserves to be in it and who doesn't. I could get down with that. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the problem. What happens if you like one guy and I don't? Or I like a guy and you don't? Well, then they don't get in. I'm okay with that. That's a, like it, to get in, you have to win over both of us. Okay. I think that's totally fair, right? Because I'm okay that, I guess. In, in these Hall of Fames, there's a lot of people that vote for the people that are on the list, but. Not everybody gets enough votes. Yeah, usually you got a lot of voices, though. Here you just have two. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. you basically have to be unanimous or not. I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that this year. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, it seems like a lot of work. It, it is. It <laughs> is. But we'll, we'll decide. I mean, we can come up with a list of 10 every year and decide who gets in, who doesn't. So, um, all right, so let, let's talk about some of the names. And I'm, I'm just going to scroll through and just kind of Kind of run them up and see what's up. Uh, Champ Bailey, I mean, how in nineteen ninety eight was was his last year in college? I'm not, I'm not sure how guys like him, are, but I also I have no idea how any of this works. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it just I don't know. Eric Bieniemy, another interesting name. Obviously, offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a yep. running back for Colorado. Uh, it, it says he played in two national championships. That's not completely true because they didn't have one versus two back then. Now, Colorado did win a national championship back in 1990. He was part of that team. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. Another one, Michael Bishop. Do you remember him playing for Kansas State? I mean, he was he was another Michael Vick. He was just incredible and I mean, he he won a lot of games for um for Bill Snyder. So, yeah, I I enjoyed that one. Um I mean, there's just tons of Nick Tim Couch was uh was one that I just I still don't understand. I don't, I don't know how Kim, Tim Couch didn't in. I don't know how Julius Peppers didn't in. Like I like these guys were studs in college football. Oh, one hundred percent. Tim they Couch was studs. He was on that Kentucky team that was Hal Mummy and Mike Leach that brought the air raid really to the SEC, and teams had no idea what to do with that kind of offense back then. Right. And that was like mid nineties, you know. He uh, he was the 1998 SEC Player of the Year, um, led the uh, led Kentucky to their first win over Alabama in 75 years that year. He won a Heisman. He did not win a Heisman. No, he uh, he finished fourth in Heisman voting. He was the 1998 SEC okay. Player of the Year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jack Del Rio, you know USC linebacker back in '84, and I don't know how good he was uh, as a uh, college I, player. I think Jack was a pretty good player. I think he was pretty good as well. Uh, Bobby Ingram, wide receiver at Penn State, like he was unbelievable. Uh, he won a national championship for Penn State. Uh, Kevin Falk, your boy from LSU, like that's another one. I mean, it, to get into the College Football Hall of Fame, you have to be a first-team um, All-American. And it by whoever, Brown Yeti said, Rio, Rio. Yeah, Jack Del Rio, man. We, we love Riverboat Jack. Tony Franklin uh, from Texas A&M. Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney, man, that's. It. I remember him at Syracuse. Was he the same year as Ray Lewis? Was it? Was it uh, Miami team that loaded? No, Freeney was uh, was Syracuse, and he was two thousand. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know why I thought he was on that loaded Miami team. You're right. I just uh, had that orange picture in my head. Oh, I understand it. I understand. No, that's right. Robert Gallery, offensive tackle from Iowa. I mean, he was unbelievable. 
unbelievable uh, as an offensive lineman. Bob Golick, kind of the same thing. Tony Gonzalez from Cal, tight end. Uh, I mean, I remember him just running through people. You know, Al Harris from Arizona State, Marvin Harrison. You know, Marvin Harrison, I think he did most of his damage in the NFL, but he was still lights out at Syracuse. So, at Josh Heupel, I brought that up to you. Like, Josh Heupel was one of the kind of headline guys that uh, that ESPN and, and all these other companies wrote about, and he was pretty far down the list as far as interesting characters to me. Uh, he was the the national championship winning quarterback for Bob Stoops, and you know, I mean, he was a Heisman Trophy runner up. Like, he did all kinds of fun things at Oklahoma. He is the current head coach at UCF. So, how he is eligible to get in right now, I don't understand this stuff. I just, I don't I don't get it. Um, but it's still fun to talk about. Sebastian Janikowski is up now. Antonio Langham, Alabama defensive back, uh, won a national championship in 1992 with Alabama. Ray Lewis, 95 first-team All-American and Butkus Award runner-up. Um, Ed McCaffrey, you know, everybody talks about Christian McCaffrey. His dad was pretty damn good at Stanford. Uh, I mean, just all, all kind of different names on here. Um, Ken Norton Jr., Carson Palmer, Julius Peppers, Antoine Randall L., Ron Rivera, Rashawn Salam, Chris Samuels. Like, how these guys are not already in here blows my mind. You know, and I, I have been to the College Football Hall of Fame three times, and it is almost impossible to go through the list of everybody that has made the Hall of Fame um, but it's, it's fascinating. It is just incredibly fascinating to go through and see, watch all the videos and see all the names that did make it and kind of jog your memory back to when you first became a fan. You know, Darren Sproles from Kansas State, CJ Spiller, uh, Aaron Taylor from Notre Dame, you know, Troy Vincent from Wisconsin, Roy Williams, Oklahoma, Al Wilson from Tennessee, linebacker, you know, uh, and now we get to the coaches, Right. And we'll talk about Bob Stoops for just a minute. Like, I, I, I think that's an easy one. I think Stoops is going to get in. And then aside from that, you've got Gary Pinkle. And, I, I mean, maybe he deserves to get in, I, I guess. He took Missouri to, you know, a few SEC East titles. Uh, didn't really do anything with him in the Big 12. Um, but he, he built, you know, a pretty good foundation there. Billy Jack Murphy from Memphis. Of course, i got to bring him up, local guy. And, uh, and the one that I really wanted to bring up, Larry Blakeney from Troy, is on the list. Now, I don't know that Larry Blakeney makes it, but he was Troy's head coach from 1991 until 2014. That is a long time to stay at one place. And he built Troy up from the ground. And, I mean, he was, he was the winningest coach in Sunbelt history, four-time conference coach of the year, uh, had eight conference titles, five in the Sunbelt, three in the Southland, had seven FCS playoff appearances in eight seasons, um, and then led Troy into the FBS. And Troy now, although not a massive school, is still a very respected program. Uh, the Brown Yeti said it's hard to make it because every year there's probably four to five people from each conference that should make it. Yeah, yeah. This list is too big. The yeah. list is too damn big. At 85 people on the list is, it's impossible to get through them all. You know? It's supposed to be the Hall of Fame, the great, the very, very great. Not the very, very good, very, very great, which means it's okay to leave people off the list. And and maybe some of these criteria 
maybe need to be changed a little bit. I mean, the fact that Michael Vick will never be able I don't to like get hard. This. I don't like hard line numbers. Okay. Yeah. I don't like hard line rules. Like you have to be at 600 because then my question is, is, well, does every coach that finishes with over 600 winning percentage get in? Because you made that rule. You put that criteria there. So now everybody feels like, well, I got over that rule. So now winning, I gonna get, it's just a matter of time, right? Like yeah. eventually I'm going to get in because I jumped your hurdle. Well, don't it, put like, hurdles. Don't it, put, it, don't it put changes. hard line numbers in things when you're doing this. This is why I hate Hall of Fame committee members and how they put these things together. It, it I just changes like what all a guy. put together badly. Every one of them have major flaws in how they are put together. It changes like what a guy can do with the end of his career, right? So if Mac Brown was sitting right at like six eleven and thought about maybe coming back to North Carolina, but knew it would take a couple of years to to get it off the ground and running, um, but really wanted to help the school that he came from you know, et cetera, at the end of his career. And he was only going to be there for a few years, but he wanted to get the foundation built back right because they've had troubles or whatever, basically what he's done in North Carolina. Um, if he was sitting right on that threshold, he's already won a national championship. He was already doing really good things. At that point, do you decide, eh, it's not worth it because I really want to make the Hall of Fame? You know, it, it just kind of changes around what a guy can and can't do. And if the Hall of Fame matters to him, then you have to decide, okay, I know I'm going to take some L's here. Uh, if I don't, you know, if I decide not to go help them out, like, how does that reflect on me? You know, it, what what is more important, right? So I, I hate that whole thing. You know, how many times we'll actually run into that? Who knows? But um, but it was fun to look back through the list of people and and see all these names the the Michael Bishops and the Darren Sproles and the CJ Spillers and Antonio Langham everything you know Kevin Falk whatever uh just a, a lot of fun names a lot of interesting stuff to go through i cannot wait until we get a chance to go back to the college football hall of fame so i you have not gone with me i don't we hadn't done that have we yeah i've, I've only gone with other people so uh yeah we need to do that we need to do that sometime we need to go and, and document everything and you know, talk about it on the show and whatnot, but it, it's, it is incredibly, incredibly entertaining. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's uh, let's move on from there. Another kind of news drop that is a semi big deal, I guess. I think this is a good good decision. The NFL Pro Bowl has moved from Orlando to Las Vegas for January thirty first, twenty twenty one, and I am stoked about it. Uh, 
I think this is a fascinating idea that that they should have done years ago. Uh, truth of the matter, I think when well, they we moved, didn't have a facility to really do it years ago. Agreed, and now they've got Allegiant Stadium. But I mean, they could with the there's They're not, not going to do it at the Rebel Stadium. They're not going to go to UNLV's shitty stadium. Uh, you're right. You're right. Thing. Well, I mean, it holds like but, thirty thousand people. Come on, dude. Yeah, but there's less than thirty thousand that go there. Like that's I, this is more so for the players, right? So I no, it's not no, no. All, I think that's why they moved it the to Vegas. All the Bowl is is a fan event. That's all it is. All week long, you do this and you meet and greet fans, and then you do this and you meet and greet fans. You do this and you meet and greet fans. It's all it is a fan event. So my so while I'm excited about this because I love Vegas, there's a little bit of me that. If you're a player in the NFL, going to Vegas no big deal. You've got the means and the ability to go to Vegas all the time. Doing it here is fine. I think it's okay. But at some point, I'm like, going to Hawaii is an event. Hawaii is a different kind of thing. And then the other thing is Vegas, like, they'll say they're family-friendly. Man, Vegas is not a place for children. All right? Ooh, no, you no, one no. of these people, when you bring your kids to Vegas, I hate you. <laughs> and I talk a lot of shit about you, and I probably walk by your stroller cursing and swearing really loud. I, yeah, um, I believe it because I'm annoyed by that, and I think you're taking some of the family out of it. Now I love it, being the degenerate, always looking for an excuse to try to go to Vegas. No problem. I do not have the means unless some business is going to send me to Hawaii to go to Hawaii and watch this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at this as this is a, a good reason for the players to actually go because it, it, it's a lot easier for players to go to Orlando. Like, I understand that players can go wherever they want to pretty much all the time. Yeah. But if if Hawaii was not working out for whatever reason, uh, you couldn't get the fans there, you couldn't get da 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 Orlando is cheaper Easier, Orlando, I thought, was the best situation because so much of it is so family-friendly. Yes. Um, however, like I look at this, and a lot of the players that are going may not have kids, may not be interested in taking their kids, all that kind of stuff. I'm not, they, I'm not they worried just about want... the players bringing their kids. I'm worried about the fans. Agreed. But I, I think that if you're looking at it from a player's perspective – you can get more players because think about how many guys sit out the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, 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 you're right. So if you got that many guys sitting out the Pro Bowl, take it to Vegas, let them have themselves a good time, a good weekend, a good week, whatever. You can get fans over there pretty easy. You know, flights are pretty cheap to get in. Uh, I mean, I like it. I think it's a good idea. I'm okay with it. I I see how it could end up. So, <laughs> I am I am a unique person. Everybody doesn't have to feel the way I feel, and everybody doesn't think the way I think. I, while I love going to these things, I'm going to be the last person to get in line to get an autograph or a picture. Agreed. I, I just feel very uncomfortable being a 37-year-old man, like, going up to another 24-year-old man. And saying, hey, can I take your picture? Will you sign this for me? I just feel weird. <laughs> and if I have a kid, then I'm absolutely being like, hey, go get Patrick Mahomes' autograph. This is really cool. 
that's different. But if there are no children around and it's just a bunch of dudes that are like me all standing in this line, I feel like that line is substantially creepier. Yeah. Like that is a party I don't really want to go to. It's a club with nothing but dudes and there are no chicks there. That's that's all I think of when I think of what's going to be at these events now if they're in Vegas. And I think I really want to go see these things, but man, I think the crowd is going to be, be a weird. little weird. It might be. It might be. I don't know. I think it's it is... going to be people who are going to just bring their kids anyway, and then that's just going to piss me off when they leave the event. And they're pushing their stroller through the casino. I will say while I'm this: swearing at the craps table. The, Vegas is big enough at this point, and and there are a lot of things that are family friendly about Vegas. I've got friends that have taken their kids out there and whatnot, and they there are plenty of things that you can do for the kids. Um, I don't want you to do those things because <laughs> I want to do those things, and I don't want your kid there. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. Uh, Brown Yeti said Beck's loser playing in the background. And he said, uh, going back to the other topic, he said, 600% is hard to make. I think there should be a line. It should be, uh, who do you think should make it off the top of your head? And eventually, you'll get all the people who are no doubters. Yeah, I, I just right. don't like putting a hard rule on stuff. I mean, baseball used to have unspoken rules. It was like 300 wins would get you in. And then you'd have like every Joe Blow in the world getting the 300 wins. Like, well, that's no longer a criteria. And 500 home runs will get you in. And it was a shoe-in kind of thing. And then they had to reevaluate. And those weren't even hard written down rules. Those are just rules that every writer kind of had in their head. And you can at least change those. This is a hard rule that's a guideline. Yeah. It's like part of the bylaws. That's a problem. I have a problem with that. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree. All right, so let's uh, let's dive off of the Pro Bowl, and let's bring up Kyle Shanahan. Now, obviously, we are fans of Kyle Shanahan and, and the job that he's doing. Um, the 49ers have extended him through 2025. His current contract ran through 2022. They tacked on another three years. That's a six-year extension. Now, they have not given out money uh, or any of those details as of right now, and it was announced basically last night, right? Yep. Um, however, according to NBC Sports in the Bay Area, it says uh, it really appears, oh, no, no, this was the Athletics' Matt Barrows. Uh, Shanahan and CEO Jed York actually agreed to the contract extension months ago before April's NFL draft. Uh, I think this is kind of a no-brainer, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those guys that you just want to lock him up. You just do. He's going to be good for a long time. It, I mean, I, you know. We don't see him, NFL Sean, coaches. Him and Sean McVay are the two young guys that I just think you're never going to be out of it with those guys on your roster. Now, I think the Rams have done an incredible disservice to Sean McVay. And if some of the personnel decision-making is his fault, then shame on them for giving somebody so young so much power and influence, but um, I, I don't think it's on him. I think there's a GM involved there too. That's just not making wise decisions. They basically went all in on a young coach real quick, real early, made it to a Super Bowl, didn't work out. And now I think that team is going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, the 49ers on the other hand, I believe John Lynch has done an amazing job working hand in hand with Kyle, with Jed and, Man, I, I kind of think they're built for the long term. 
I really oh, they, do. Uh, I think they see are. big picture and they see every individual year pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm with you. Um, let's see. Brown Yeti said, this is a mistake. How many times do teams do this and then fire the coach two years later? It's only one Super Bowl and they didn't win it. Uh, well, I don't care true. about winning it. I just care about I trust Kyle. I just yeah, do. I think I, I he's think a great the, offensive mind, and I think he understands how to run an NFL organization. I mean, don't and don't I trust forget, John Lynch as well. He he's he comes from a lineage of fantastic coaches. Like he understands how to be a head coach in the NFL, and he's also young enough to continue to be innovative. Like yes. he can change what he's doing, and he can learn new things and whatever. He he, he has never been. Uh, a hard-headed individual. He can change nope. what he wants to do. Now, we can question some of his play calling and his two Super Bowls. Oh, as a yeah, you can go do all that all day long. But. but when it comes down to it, like, they built this team up, and he seems to be doing a pretty good job. Now, if if it were me, six years is a really long time for an NFL coach. I don't know. But these young guys, these young, it's too it's, hard it's young to guys. win without one. Yeah, once you get one, you got to get him. Brown Yeti said they said and trusted the last coach that got him there. Yeah. No, that guy left. That guy left. They, 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 they didn't say or trust it. They never offered him an extension. No, they didn't. The they, owner and him hated each other. Yeah, Harbaugh. They, they, Harbaugh never lost there ever. He did not leave because he could not win. But what was his last season there? What did they go? Like 8-8? Eight eight? Oh, Jesus Christ. I think it was 8-8. Eight eight. So, uh but yeah, like it's still not terrible. It, you can't yeah. like say you could never go five hundred in the NFL. Exactly, Jesus. it was a, a year oh, removed from making a Super Bowl. You know, so I. But yeah, he he and the the owner never got along, and he just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Like that's and that's been his problem. Yeah, he's everywhere. just a hard guy to get along with. The owner wanted a friend, and and look what happened when he left. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. So. That you know, eight and eight years, pretty damn good. Now, wasn't it? Yeah, I finished eight and eight. But before that, the three years before that, 13 and three, 11, four, <clears throat> 11, four and one, and 12 and four. Pretty good. Pretty damn good record. With two NFC championship game appearances. That's a and 700 a winning percentage. Yeah. It's, in the NFL in four years. It's pretty good. And that remarkable. 49ers team that he took over, that he went 13 was and three, trash. was dog shit the year yeah. before he got there. They were, they were really, really bad. And they that's, went thirteen and three his first year there, and then and then Harbaugh leaves, and they, I mean, they go with what Chip Kelly was there, and yeah. whoever who, I mean, it just it, no, went, it was it was a litany of people. Yes, but and the they were personnel all his first year were the exact same as Jim Harbaugh's year, and they were awful. Yeah, they were really really bad. So, so yeah, I, I, think I think coaches it's a good move. are hard to find. You find a good one, you lock them up as long as they want to be there. You got it. So if he's uh, if Shanahan was willing to sign an extension through twenty twenty five, you keep him around as long as you can keep him. Let's uh, yeah. let's move on. Next one up, and I'll go on and bring this up here: uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, new uniforms. So we're gonna go ahead and react to it. So your boy Tom Brady is uh, is kind of the model for these. Uh, very interesting stuff, you know. Very distinguished I, man about town look. You you got that right. So they've got several different options for uh, you know for their their uniforms here. They got the red, they got the white, uh, they got the gold helmet, they got the uh, the darker um, the darker color, which is not like it, I guess it's a dark gold maybe, like black mixed with gold I guess. 
But um, but yeah, I'm I, like I'm a fan of of no, what I'm it looks like. I didn't I didn't think it changed that much. You know, maybe I'm crazy. Like there was no logo change, anything like that. I think the helmet got a little darker. Uh, the red is a little brighter. I think that's about yeah, it. Yeah, the helmet's definitely like much of a pewter color. Yeah, um, I think it looks good. I like it. I I don't see anything wrong with uh, with what they did. Like I, I was a little worried they were going to try and do something crazy like what uh what the Falcons did. No, you know? no, no. I like these unis. I like these unis a lot. Uh, I like the I like the gray. It's probably my favorite one. Yeah. No, the gray the one gray. does look really good. Uh, and, the gray and the, on gray. The site that I've got pulled up doesn't have it, but um, but yeah. The there we go. Let's let's pull this one up. Maybe it's still showing it down here. Um. Well, if it's ever going to pull up, is what it is. But yeah, the gray one looks really good. It's it's like a kind of a charcoal color. Yeah, it's a it's very much a pewter color. Yeah, and it's uh it's pretty styling, man. Like I I I could see myself uh sporting stuff like this. So and it yeah. I think it's going to look good on TV, and that's that's really what they're trying to do. You know, trying to look cool. Well, the, it's going to look good with number twelve in it. I know that. <laughs> you got that right. You got that right. All right, let's uh, let's pull up this one. There we go. Joseph said it's pewter, so there we go. Yeah, that's uh, that uh, pull it up big time, big screen. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I can get down with it. I like uh, I like what the Bucks are doing. Joseph Gomez uh, has been quiet all day, and then he just hops in right here at the end, saves us, tells us it's pewter. I like that. <laughs> I know you had that. I know. I tell you things all the time. Somebody else tells it to you. It's immediate confirmation. That's hey. I just I I trust you. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't. You just (laughs) don't. You you say with words you do, but you say with actions you don't. Everybody knows. All right. How much I love you, buddy. That's all right. That's okay. (laughs) Like I said, words. 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 Yeah, are not as uh. I guess not as uh, uh, important Words. as actions, right? There you go. All right. Is there anything that's broken or anything today? This is going to be a short nope. show. Nope. Not a lot going on in the world today, but that's, I think that's okay. Here. I think that's okay. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Of course, everybody that jumped in the chat, we appreciate you very, very much. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, everything else. Uh, go leave a review. On Apple Podcast. That's that's the way that you can help us out the most. And go to winningcureseverything.com and tell me what you like about the website and what you don't. Uh, you can send an email or just hit us up on Twitter one way or the other. Make sure you go over to tunicatravel.com. Um, we will uh, we'll have our announcement tomorrow. Uh, I've got to read through a couple things this evening. But, yes, we will have our announcement done tomorrow. We'll lead the show off with it. So, hopefully, you guys will tune in for that one. Uh, Joseph said, got in late, actually working from home. We all love you, Chris. I'll send you the Jeter jersey. So, <laughs> I think, I wonder if he meant the pewter jersey. <laughs> so, Brown Yeti said, glad I wasn't the only chat rat. Peace, guys. Uh, you guys have been fantastic. You always are. We definitely appreciate you. Again, review, subscribe, share out the show, all that wonderful stuff, and go to the website, tunicatravel.com, winningcureseverything.com. For now, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.